And when I say that, I'm not talking about revenue, folks. I mean, what I'm talking about is net account growth. To me, net account growth is a key number that you have to know. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn. And with me is the ever-present, um, should I say no longer snowbird, um, Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good morning? Uh, good introduce morning. our sponsors. Yes, introduce yourself. And then, uh, and then get into our topic and all that kind of good fun stuff. So. Yeah, sure. So uh, good morning. Our uh, sponsors are Coal, Mi- Coal March by Workwave. Uh, if you are interested in digital uh, marketing, give them a call or go to um, coalmarch.com. And for your insurance needs, specific to the pest control industry, is Pestsure. Visit them at pestsure.com. So uh, did I do that okay? Well, hang- yeah, you did. I mean, I guess one thing we probably should mention, which uh, they've not asked me to mention this, but I've started to see the emails is, that, you know, they got their big conference coming up in oh, January. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I've heard that's a pretty good conference. And so you may want to go to their yeah. website, check that out. What's it called again? Do you remember the name of it? Dan, am I putting you on the spot here? You're totally putting me on the spot since I'll be speaking <laughs> there, uh, doing three <laughs> sessions. It's the WorkWave extravaganza, and it yeah. does not disappoint. It's, it there's a lot of learning that goes on, and at night it's a great party, and it's just a lot of fun. So Yeah. I mean, you know, and the reality of it is, is uh, you know, it's it's a massive conference now. You know, they bring in, I mean, just think back in the day, like it's the Colmart conference, it's the Real Green conference, it's the WorkWave, con- you know, the Pestpack conference back in the head. So it's all kind of one big plot. And I think they're bringing in a couple of other platforms that they had done as well. So anyway, I guess point is, hey, we appreciate everyone's uh, support of our sponsors. They obviously make this show possible. Um, you know, Dan... I mean, I would do it for free, but not Dan. Um, so, you know, we got to keep him paid and keep him happy. And with that, let's talk about our topic for today. We um, <laughs> we are, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just writing a note here. Uh, so, yeah, I would absolutely do it for free. But uh, unfortunately, we, we did uh, bring in a producer a couple of months ago. When I say producer, he basically... Uh, you know, takes our uh, raw feed, puts it up there on Podbean, and uh, he's uh, pretty awesome. So uh, he's got to get paid. So anyway, so 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 the 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 statement that Donnie makes every meeting that we don't do this for, uh, you know, that we make a fortune off of this, he's absolutely right. So <laughs> anyway, here we go. All right. uh, so Stop we're going to be talking about the second quarter or Q2 and uh, what our observations are uh, for the second quarter of 2023. And uh, so I can, I guess, start in with that unless well, you have something to add. I was going to say, before you start, I have a bit of a confession. Oh boy. You, you're going to hear this. It's a scandalous thing firsthand on the podcast. Um, if you're listening then you got I, thrown out of the house. Look at that background. Donnie's in a hotel. Oh, yeah. And just, just in case everyone's wondering, and before I get the hate mail about the mic, I am recording from a hotel room, and I'm using my AirPods, not my usual setup that I have. I did not travel with it this time. 
I am on a 12-year-old trip with one of my sons. We are having a great time. We're park hopping, and my stomach and head is having quite the ball on this trip so far. So mm-hmm. with that, um, what I thought is, number one, as I talk a little bit about some things that I have done, I figured we'd talk kind of macro level how Q2 has turned out, some of the things that we have talked about in the past and what's really happening. Um, and then we'll kind of roll into what that means for our industry and what we're seeing in our industry. Um, and so let's let's talk first thing, which is, is I don't say it, I, I wouldn't say it's scandal, but certainly against the grain, which is I did another price increase in July. Massive Ooh. price increase. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I did. I, and it was across the board price increase. How much? 10% again. 10%. So we're at 30% since the beginning of this? We are at 30% since the beginning hey, of this. Listen, I, I went into the deli and got a bagel the other day with roast beef on it. It was 11 bucks. So, well, <laughs> let me explain why. Um, you know, and, and by the way, I am not, you know, there's a couple of reasons, the reason, the reasons why I did it. Num- number one is, is that we are still feeling inflation on the, on the wage side. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I'm going to keep my percentages where they belong. And, and it, you know, it's got to give somewhere, meaning that <clears throat> I can't control labor costs. I've got to stay competitive in labor. You know, we are not awful in labor, but we still were, we were still eating away and we were not quite at our ratios that we needed to be. And so that was reason number one is, is we, at least in, in the markets that we operate, which are, you know, they're, they're pretty urban markets. Um, they're pretty big, you know, salaries are still pretty high uh wages are still high and we're still having to compete and so we for all intents and purposes i mean we passed that on that was that was reason number one for for the increase you know basically call it inflation call whatever you will the second thing is is that again this is going back to the whole wage and labor thing i've kind of reached a point in my life and in business where i'm not willing to take the cut on margins for volume so if that means that we lose a few customers and I'm way more par- profitable on them, then I'm okay with that. And, and you know, that means that we are going to lose some customers to door knockers. We are going to lose, you know, we're going to lose. I know for a fact this is going to have some ramifications. We just we just pushed it July 1. Um, so, you know, there's a little fallout from it. It hasn't been nearly as bad as we anticipated, but but that's the scandal. That's the skinny. That's you want to hear that? So, so let's go down a rabbit hole because uh, we've got a little bit. No, no, this is pretty interesting. So, um, I will be. Um, I'm, I'm currently working on an article about labor and about the cost of labor and about what you can do about it and whatnot. I believe it's going to be in the October issue of PMP or the December issue. They're not sure which one yet. But the other one is that I just wrote an article and it will be in the. August uh, edition of PMP in my column. And basically, the the article is about um, uh, my opinion on something that you just said. I was speaking to a guy, you know, I get all of these um, uh, leads for, you know, pest control companies who want to do CFO services or, you know, uh, uh, other types of consulting. But this company called and he said, I have a company that I started. And we work with HOAs all over the country. And what we're able to do is because we use technology, we leverage technology. So when there's a complaint, the technology 
will take on the complaint and distribute it out to a subcontractor and all over the country, and we can deliver the service for less than $20. And I told him he was out of his mind and it would never work. And here is what I wrote in the article. If I am sales- hey, hey, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you, before you, this was yeah. an actual business that was operating or it was a idea and a model? No, no, he has started it. He's losing a lot of money, but you know he's going to shocker up in volume, right? So of course, <laughs> the first thing I said is you can't sell something for ninety dollars when it costs you a hundred dollars to make and make it up in volume. But the second well, you know, thing, hang on, before you move on, I think the best strategy when you're when you're in a hole is just keep on digging, right? Get right. Yourself out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you'll come great. out the other side, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> it might be China, but you know. So, so, so anyway, so the 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 difference, and he was trying to explain to me how technology can be used to uh, improve things, right? So if we're Salesforce, we're Pestpack, if we're Real Green, if we're you know Field Routes, those are uh, you know software as a service, right? And the main thing is that it's not labor intensive. Now you could argue that the customer support and whatnot is, but you could. Uh, if you're a drug company, you know, uh, produce those drugs with such high margin, right? Uh, so you could definitely try to Walmart it, which by the way, people think that Walmart is absolutely the low, uh, low cost store. It's not. They have low cost come-ons, but you know, everything else at the same price. But when you introduce labor, that's not something that you know, like uh, big screen TVs used to be $2,000 and now they're $700. You can't do that with labor because labor just keeps going up. So if you're going to compete and try to improve margin, it's going to be on efficiency and it's going to be on pricing, you know, route efficiency or pricing. Neither of those th two things allow you to lower your prices. And to try to produce work that not only are you not going to perform, but you're going to give it to a subcontractor and try and take a spread off of it and have it be under twenty dollars. That's a one-way ticket to the bankruptcy court. Yeah, it absolutely quick. is. Bless, jeez. Okay, well, if you're watching YouTube, you know I just sneezed. If you're not listening, I muted this. I muted you out. So, yes. Yeah. So, I, I guess long story short is, you know, my take on it was, you know. We went back and forth on this as a team. People were like, it's risky as all get out. We don't know if we should do it. Um, after thinking it through, I'm like, you know, the reality is, is that this is what's happening in labor. And again, if we lose 5% or if we lose, I mean, that, that's a big number, of course. I, but I'm making the point that we are at a point now where it's like we have to make the adjustment for inflation. And again, this is market specific. I'm not, I'm not advocating that all of our listeners go out and raise prices. I do advocate that you stop and take a look at what you're, what's happening with labor, what's happening with your customer base and making sure that you keep your ratios in the spot, right? So, if you're so that's what the that key, is, right? That, those are the ratios. If you go and look at our cost study, you know, I'm often told, hey, why don't you update the cost study to this year and do one every year? The reason is because it's the same every year. They're in percentages, right? This industry's been around for a long time and those ratios don't change. The labor mm -hmm. percentage is the labor percentage. Now, if it's going to go from 10 to $15 an hour, 15 to 25 or 25 to 30, you've got to either up your price or increase your efficiency, but your labor percentage should be somewhere around 20 to 25%. That's it, right? And if you can't achieve that, then you're not going to make a profit. And I would say, you know, 
if you're listening and you traditionally have looked at numbers like like how much how many you know number of stops doesn't change that much but how much revenue is your route producing you really need to pay attention to the ratios because you know right now i remember back in the day and i say in the day when i started if a route was producing 12 to 15,000 that was considered a good route now oh, it's 27 <laughs> yeah 27 to 30 in north of 30,000 to be considered good the ratios still line up but the dollars don't so with that that was the first thing i want to talk about is that's something that we've done at triangle mainly because we're still feeling the you know the effects of inflation not so much in i mean not so much in supplies and i mean there's the usual you know, conversation, and I'm sure it's going to come in January. I'm not going to throw my vendors under the bus because I love my vendors, but they were like, well, you know, we need to talk, which, but that kind of price increases, those, those increases pale in comparison to what we're seeing on the labor side. So we just had to make the adjustment. Okay. So that was a scandal. That was the confession, whatever you want to call it. Second thing, let's talk big picture economy now. And we, last year, I think, in midsummer, probably even been in like a year ago, we've been we've been pounding this thing about, hey, recession's coming, recession's coming, recession's coming. I, I am maybe I'm just being negative, but I don't I don't think we're in a recession. I also is don't that, think wait, we're wait, out of the is one. that negative or is that positive? We're I'm not, not sure what it is because it is negative. I'm talking about out. my outlook. I'm talking about my outlook. Um, right. You know, I think you know at the end of the day at least in the markets that we operate, we are definitely seeing a slowdown. We're seeing a slowdown in housing. It's not bad, right? I mean, it's not like it's been like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, everything dropped off. It's not 2009. It's not 2000, right? It's not like kind of these massive corrections that we've seen, but we're definitely seeing a correction, especially in the case of of new homes. So, you know, for me, uh, when I think big picture economy, you know, what are we seeing? Well, everyone's like, oh, we're, 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 we're getting inflation. We're, we're, you know, we've, we've capped inflation. And by the way, what I mean by that is that inflation has slowed. It's still at record levels. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's coming down, but it depends on which price and serve. Like, what, 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 but, but what, I, what I'm saying, the rate at which it's going up is slowing, but it has not returned to what it was before, I guess is the point I'm making is that. So it was high before. It's no longer growing like it was, but just because it's not growing doesn't. No, but it's pain. it's flipped backwards. But there are certain things like labor. You're right. Is is I think I think that latest reading was in the fours, which is half. But that's you know that's what's going on. But here's you said something interesting about the housing slowdown, and that's caused by interest rates because interest rates are going mm-hmm. up, and you know to fight inflation and everything else. What's really interesting is congratulations to my clients last year and, and the year before who were pre-treaters who sold their businesses at the height because no doubt and and we told them that hey you better sell now because this is going to be a problem and yeah. I'm sorry for those who purchased pre-treaters that's uh, that's, that's <laughs> a rough business to be in. Right now. <laughs> I think let me just I, I just that ruined my uh my I, I just ruined you. you know I just I just pissed off my uh the uh oh, buying the companies that we offer but but look it, it is what it is uh you know that's you know in 2008 the pre-treaters that was a brutal business to be in and uh so anyway yeah so I guess my point is is that you know big picture from the economy perspective inflation I in my opinion is still an issue I also think rising interest rates are, they are definitely have an effect in terms of slowing things down. 
I also still believe that we are, you know, everyone is saying GDP is supposed to go negative um, starting this year and through 2024, and that there's still a recession on the horizon. I don't know. There's a lot bigger brains than I have. I can tell you from what I've seen in my own business, things are definitely slower. I don't see it on revenue, but I certainly see it in net net account growth in terms of cancels versus sales. That's where I see it. And, and I am seeing that. Now, part of that, you know, the problem is, is that I don't live in a vacuum. And so we've got other things going on as well, like price increases and those types of things. And those things have an impact. Um, but we're also in a great market, you know. So so when I share like what I see on a pest side, just just remember that I have a very limited perspective. And, you know, I'm, I'm in four different cities. And so there's not... There's not like that. I don't, I wouldn't make a blanket statement to say that what I'm seeing is what applies in your market. Obviously, you need to look at what's going on <clears throat> in your market. But, but overall, um, the economy is not awful, but it's not cooking either. So, with that, now let's bring it back to well, well first of all, anything if, to add big picture? Yeah. If, if, if this is, if this is the recession here, I think that we're just fine. So sign me um, up. <laughs> yeah, this this is this is not a big recession. And and the fact is, I don't know about you, I travel a lot still and I don't travel by private plane like you. So you probably oh, don't get to God. see what I see in there the airports. But the airports are jam packed with people. The restaurants no, are jam packed with people. It's because the it's because the airlines are a freaking dumpster fire and they can't get their schedules figured out. And you know, oh, CEOs you, flying you out of New that's York because there's a lot of people who are good on vacation. It's just that they can't fly them out of there, so they just collect them there. So no, I, I'm I'm seeing the airplanes full, and that might be because of all the cancellations. So they have to. But I think restaurants. How do you explain the restaurants that you can't? I don't have a good to? answer for that one. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah. that's an interesting one. But if this is it. We're good. You know, what's interesting is the pest index, right? A little worrisome in April, uh, March and April, because we were down around 9%. And you you might say, oh, that's 9%. And anybody in any other industry would say, great, that 9% was really price increases, right? Yeah. But now, month of May, just released, we're up to 14% on average, and I believe it's 16 on residential, right? Uh And um, you know, we're hearing the, the, the same things from, um, you know, from, from all our clients. And obviously that data is made up of the clients. But uh, I, you know, June, I, we'll see where June goes. But what you just said about customer counts, that's absolutely what we're seeing. We're seeing that you can't move that needle that much, right? Because the mm-hmm. cancels and the sales and the cost per sale is a lot because, you know, you're trying to shake a tree with apples that, that there aren't a whole lot of apples in that tree, right? So, um, you know, but 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 that said, if this is it, this is a pretty pretty soft and easy recession. Well, it would be interesting. I I would you know we're gonna we're gonna be talking with some folks later on uh, in the year, but I would be interested to hear what some other companies are seeing. I mean, again. Revenue wise, we're doing great, but but net account growth, it, we're not. It's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I don't. I, I hate to use this word. But is it in context? Is, of my, it's the mediocre. Growth, is the revenue oh, growth, revenue growth price is great. increase or? But are we also selling? You know, cross selling other services and things, or is it just a big price increase? I mean, you've raised your prices thirty percent in uh, in a year, so 
you don't have to grow accounts, right? We don't, we don't. And, and like I said, part of it is it's by design, right? I mean, the reality of it is, is that we can't, if we can't get the labor or we can't, you know, where inflation is going to restrict that labor, then we've got to do, we either have to restrict the work or we got to get really, we have to get the margin on the work that we do, which is again, is the, and that's taken an, an inordinate amount of discipline on my part, because I've always been grow, 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 which we are revenue wise. And it makes sense, right? Logically, but I don't know, man, emotionally, I've just, I've been wired that if there's something out there to get, I can get it. But this, I am absolutely committed to this. <laughs> so so well, anyway. You know, it's funny on, on the M&A front, we're seeing um, a slowdown, right? There aren't as many deals to be had. The buyers aren't jumping the way that they did and they're not buying junk. That said, we've still done, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight deals so far this year, several on the horizon, um, but they're all top quality companies. Some are getting top, top dollars and some are, right? But it's not like 2021, you could just throw anything at the wall and you could sell it in no time flat. Right. And, um, so that is encouraging, especially since you watch CNBC and, you know, Fox News and business news and whatnot. And they say that M&A is slowing down. And, you know, in the economy, it is, right? But pest control, I think we're healthy. I think I, th I think you're in the right industry at the right time. We're never going to be the internet where we blow up and do, you know, a hundred bagger, but we just grow and we grow slowly well, and profitably. Let's let's spend a little bit of time on that before we move because there are some deals that I want to recap because I think they were you know there have been some big deals we talked about them in previous podcasts I mean the Fox deal was massive um, mm -hmm. but but you know pulling it back you have to wonder if the the rate increases is what's you know this is why companies are not they're not as aggressive in the M and A market now you know it's a little well, it's, it's all about the interest absolutely yeah is it, you know getting yeah. right. So, and I think that's probably a key part is that if you're in a place where maybe you have a marginal company, maybe everything is not as tight as you want, I would use this time to clean things up, get your company nice and straight. And then when, if, if like, and, and this is assuming everyone will want to exit at some point, but let's just see your horizons in the next three to five years. Then, I mean, for me, I would be waiting. I would clean things up, get it as tight as I can wait for those rates to start coming back down because I think it's going to give you more. And by the way, I'm not advocating people not sell. You may be in a spot where you already have a great quality company. I think we should spend some time on talking about what that means, but, and you don't need to worry about this, but if you're in a case of where you may not be, I'd say in the top 20% in terms of your numbers, I would use this time to get there and maybe put that on a shelf, especially if your timeline is three to five years. So well, the, let's the, define the other thing. But yeah, wait, but the other thing on that, it's funny because Anthony, my partner yesterday, you know, I walked into his office and he's working on something. He goes, oh, another company selling, everybody's selling and not everybody's selling, but everybody's getting uh, letters from private equity. or. Oh, yeah. There are only a handful of private equity companies who are really doing, the, you know, really making it happen in the pest industry. The rest are tire kickers. And if you really want to sell your company, give us a call or, 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 or go to, through the process. It works very well, but it's a total time waste with a lot of these guys. I, you know, that's such a good point. And, and by the way, just in case anyone's wondering, Dan's not feeding me 50s under the table, which you should by what I'm getting ready to say. 
but uh-huh. it's absolutely true. When back in the day, you know, I got my letter from a private equity group and I was so flattered. I thought, man, people are seeing who we are and, and legitimately, and this is not some ego player. I get emails every day. I get a letter and, and you're 100% correct. It's all a waste of time. And what I mean by that, I shouldn't say all, but it's, you know, the majority of them, they don't have a pest control company in their inventory. They've heard that it's a good industry. They want to do all the research and they, you know, information, all the things that it takes, it's just, it's such a waste of time. And not to tell you there aren't good private equity groups out there that could. I just, for me, there are several that are doing it, but a lot of them, I would say most of them are not, you know, don't, you know, they don't even know they don't even know the industry that well, which can work in your advantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, you're absolutely right. Even some of the guys who are entering and starting to buy, they don't understand the industry and they're buying a lot of crap. So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Tim Mulroney, uh, take note of that because uh, he and I uh, spoke about that. And he's like, no, private equity is good for the industry. And it could be. But uh, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of guys who are getting duped. So. Um, Anyway. Yeah. All right. So let's bring it back to our industry. We, we obviously need to wrap up Q2 here. I mean, overall, I can tell you big picture from the economy perspective, big picture from the industry perspective. Again, things that, that I see and Dan, obviously, he has a lot more, he's more plugged into the back end numbers. But I think overall, if I were to you know do a blanket statement, I would say not great, not awful, better than expected. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, no, the sky I mean, was would, falling would, and um, it didn't really fall. Mm-hmm. It maybe rained a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not over. So let's, so let's, I mean, let's, let's switch over to lawn care because yeah. uh, we've yeah. talked about that quite a bit in the past. And there's some interesting things happening in that, in that, in that industry. It, and I think they're very positive. I don't, I mean, way more, I shouldn't say way more positive what's happening in pest, but it seems like lawn is catching up to pest in terms of multiples, in terms of value. Um, and I don't know as far as MA activity, but it, I'm, I'm actually glad to see it. A ton so. of it. it is a ton of it. And, it. and it's something that I've always wondered, why not? Why not? And I have a theory on it. And my theory is this, that uh, pest control, if you go back, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years or so, the multiples in pest control were pretty much, you know, one-to-one on revenue, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more, but not, not a bunch more. And what happened was you had all of these guys, you know, you had Renekale come over from London, you had Antisemics come over from Sweden, and they wanted to enter the U.S. market, and they did in a big way. And then you had Terminex and Rollins, and, you know, they, they not to be outdone. And so that drove it up, right? So you got these big companies, these big villains who were taking over all the little guys, right? Lawn care, you basically had one, and it was True Green. Right. Mm-hmm. And whatever they wanted to pay is that that's pretty much all you could sell it for. And now you do have several private equity firms, Morgan Stanley, for I mean, yeah, several uh, private equity firms or private equity backed firms that are buying up lawn cares. And the same thing is happening in lawn care as happened in pest over time. The only difference is. Over the time that past, you know, from that 10 or 12 years, the economy has been either good or really good. And some of these, the lawn care, you know, over the next few years, I don't know what that outlook looks like. So I don't know whether we get to pest control multiples 
But if you've got a stellar lawn care company, you'll be surprised the valuation that you can get for yeah. it. deals at some pretty high valuations in lawn. I was going to say, and we've seen some pretty big M&A happen on lawn care. Absolutely. Some yeah. friends that I've had that, that have decided that it's, now is the time yeah. and, and yeah. good for them, right? But it's interesting because I own both. I own a pest and I own a lawn care company. And it could be just the fact that I started pest and I'm a pest control company that does lawn care, but it seemed a lot harder <laughs> to do lawn care than it does for pest. And, you know, the lawn care companies are a lot scrappier than pest. You know, pest is pretty straightforward, man. You do your thing. And, and I mean, you know, you got, you know, guys out knocking doors and there's some competitive things, those types of, but as far as like, you know, price cutting and, and some of the other tactics that you see, you know, it's just not as prevalent in pest control as it is in lawn care. And I mean, you know, they, you got to be careful, at least in the markets that I operate in. And back in the day when I would go around the country and, you know, work with lawn care companies, man, you, you just had to watch your back because it would, you know, prices would get cut. Someone would cut you if you didn't watch yourself is all I'm saying. So it's just well, an interesting. Lawn industry. care guys tend to give things away. You know, if you look at a PL of a good lawn care company, they're giving away or they're discounting prepay discount, all these different discounts. I never really approved of it or understood it. Why would you discount? Yeah. You know, you and I've got to, I mean, I guess that's another confession. We do a little bit of that too. We, we, you know, we, we just do, we, we can't be competitive. I shouldn't say we can't, we have not been successful without doing those things just because of the pressure that we have in our market. So I am definitely guilty of one of those. You can put that on my noggin. So let's bring it around and let's finish out. Let's talk a little bit about um, things that we, well, first of all, bringing it back to our market. This is going to sound awful, but prices just continue to go up on the digital side. I have, you know, they have not, they have not dipped one bit. And, you know, when I talk about marketing, we, we've talked about this in the past, but it, it's an interesting time, very interesting time. You know, people are all pissed off at their digital marketing agencies. Well, they don't get as much. Now, I, I'm telling you right now, I talk to a lot of people in this space. You know, again, full disclosure here for people that are listening. Everyone knows that, you know, Colmarch is a sponsor. I'm not affiliated with Coolmarch anymore. Obviously, we love them and think they do great work. I'm a customer of Coolmarch. I'm a big fan of them. But, you know, even folks who are not using, everyone seems to be struggling with pricing on the digital side. And it did not go down. It has not gone down. And so- And, and it will never go down. It no, just, it, no. It's the new yellow pages, right? It's- that's You know, and, and, and so I want to be careful how I word what I'm about ready to say which is I'm not telling anyone you should not do digital at all. You know, I mean, that's, that would be an asinine statement. But what I am saying is, is that, you know, we've said it multiple times is, you know, going in and buying customers at 200 bucks, if you're able to do that, you better pile as much as you can in it and keep rolling because I have not seen those kind of numbers in a really long time and they're not going that direction. And it's coming online now so that digital is on pace with mass media it's almost on pace with what's on the doors. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's basically, it's not the darling or the, there's a big deal that it used to be. You have to be there and you certainly need a strategy and you don't want to be, um, I mean, it's not one of those things where we're like, well, I'm just not going to play the game. But what I am saying is, is that expectations and pricing right now are way off. 
right. way off because people are used to being like, oh yeah, man, on digital, you know, we're, we, you know, we may not get all the volume, but we're able to do it at $300 a customer. And I'm just, I haven't seen those numbers. Well, here's, so, here, here's the interesting thing, right? So while digital was cheap, right? You could uh, think about your p &L. So if you have a normal marketing and sales spend, your company should be doing 20% or so on the bottom line. However, mm -hmm. in that P&L, and you look at the 10Ks of Rollins and when Terminex was public and Renekill and whatnot, that marketing spend is about 7% of overall revenue. That's because most of the revenue is, is legacy and doesn't have marketing costs associated with it. However, right. if you're paying 20% of uh, a contract to get a sale, then you break even on that contract. Maybe you lose a couple bucks. And, you know, but the rest of your business allows you to profit so much so that you can put the you can make the investment. Yeah, the, you can make the but investment. Now you could be paying 50, 75, 80%, 100% of that sale. So you got to make sure that you're not putting the pedal down because you can go broke getting rich. You should definitely market. And what's the difference between buying a company for one-time revenue or 1.2 times revenue and paying that to a digital company to get an account that you, you sold exactly the way you want and whatnot. And there is no difference. And, but, but however, with marketing, you can't spread it out. You know, you've got to pay for it right up front or when well, it's there's, done, so. there's two things to what you just said, which is really important, which is number one. Well, first, one of them I agree with you. One of them, uh, I don't know if I 100% agree with you, which is yes, marketing, when you don't buy and you do it with marketing, it takes a ton of cash. I mean, a lot of cash because you have to prepay all of that. There's no like, I'm going to put this on a 10-year note and you know the bank's going to help me because I can tell you right now, if you want to get a good laugh, go to the bank with a marketing plan and ask for money. Because <laughs> right. they, no they will have a and good no collateral. Yes, and no and they will just have a great old time with you and they'll get a good, good laugh. Second one is, is that if I were looking at the option of buying a company at 1X versus buying a customer at 1X with marketing, depending on my cash position, in most cases, I'm going to do it with marketing. Mainly because... It's the kind of customer that I want. You know, I've talked about this in the past, but, you know, we did an acquisition way back in the day and I thought it was a deal and I ended up giving it back because the customer just didn't fit. I got a deal on the, on the, on the company, but these customers just did not fit us as a, I mean, they're, they're not doing credit cards and, you know, they didn't want to pay until after 50 days. And so, so I guess my point is, is that marketing is more expensive but you absolutely get the the wheelhouse customer, right? The folks that really fit your system and you're able to train them right out the gate. When you do an acquisition at 1X, there's the benefit that you don't have to come out with the cash, but there's also, you know, you may end up getting something that's not quite, it, it doesn't just roll right into your machine. So just By things the way, to think there's about. there's a reason it's 1X. If, there, if, if you can buy it for 1X, that means the big guys already passed over it. So That means, yeah, I was going to say- Or, that they're, or you're very do. small and they just don't want to get- into Yeah, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it. So anything, I mean, as far as like, you know, sales and those, I think right now, if I were to wrap up Q2 is, you know, the season start has not been fantastic. We are starting to see it turn. I think if, if, if history repeats itself, I've had this happen in the past when I thought, oh my gosh, the world's ending. And then somehow, some way after July, we have a bang up Q3 and Q4. I hope that's the case. And when I say that, I'm not talking about revenue. 
folks. I mean, what I'm talking about is net account growth. To me, net account growth is a key number that you have to know. Like, you know, when you take sales versus cancels, and that to me is the is the leading indicator that's going to show you what you know what your company looks like next year. It, for me, it's been mediocre. It could be a function of just I'm not that smart in business and I'm not that great. Um, but it it's probably what it is. But you know, I'm hoping that the second half of the year is going to be better. Considering what it could be, it's like I said, better than expected. Not great. All right, Dan, your recap so, on the couple, on couple, couple things that um, maybe you know might be market specific to you. I'm seeing labor starting to um, you know uh, kind of peak out and whatnot, and um, I believe that a lot of our labor went to work for Amazon and companies like that because they were paying a lot mm -hmm. of money. Well, Amazon's mm -hmm. laying all those people off now. So I believe that labor costs, I don't think that they're going to go down. That's You, you can't make them no, go down. They definitely will not stabilize go down. And then that's the new reality. Um, the other thing is inflation. Old Jay Powell, you know, he tried like heck to destroy our economy. And, uh, you know, by raising interest rates too quickly, he very successfully destroyed Silicon Valley Bank and a few other regionals, but um, he did manage to, and he will manage to curtail inflation. And, uh, um, you know, but it, it, it's kind of like uh, putting a, a finishing nail in with a sledgehammer, you know, and there's yeah. going to be a lot of fallout. So, uh, you know, and fuel costs, they're going to go up and down. It was kind of interesting that, Oh my gosh, the Ukrainian war, that's the reason for fuel. Well, the Ukrainian war mm -hmm. is still going on and, and fuel has come back in. So Yeah, fuel is in a good spot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, I think overall, I mean, if I were, again, I'm not some Notre Dame and I don't have Dan's brain. Um, but yeah. what I will tell you is that I, for me personally, I think that um, I, I think the second half of the year is going to, I think it's going to be good. I, I, I am concerned that, that we're not out of the recession. I'm, I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced that we're out of that quite yet, but you know, again, I just, me personally, I've had to readjust expectations on that account growth. I mean, it's, it absolutely, we are absolutely seeing it in the markets that I operate in. It's heavy in tech and we are definitely seeing the effects of that. It hasn't been awful. You know, we're still, but it, it's just not been fantastic. So Okay. Anything else to add before we finish up here, Dan? No, I think that that's uh, that's it. I think that uh, the message is cautiously optimistic. I think it is better than what we thought it was going to be, and I agree with you. I think Q uh, three and four are going to be a little bit better, and I think two thousand fourteen, you're going to see interest rates start to fall. And when that happens, I don't know that you're going to uh, create the frenzy in the stock market and the M and A market and everything that you did. Um, you know, uh, just recently, but you may, because you never know. Um, so I think well, that the, the, the key is to improve your company and make sure that um, you're ready to either make a profit or sell it for as much as you can or whatever, but don't, you know, uh, you know, build your company properly, make sure you have recurring revenue, make sure that your EBIT is 20%, make sure that you're growing at least what our index says, because that's the small business pest index, not what mm. the big boys, you know, Rollins, when Rollins grows 10%, that's a lot of money, right? And and so they don't grow at 20 or 25%, but, um, you know, so, so um, you know, those are some of the things that you can do to, to, to kind of, um, you know, 
All right. Well, let's just take it home here. For those that had a, uh, a, a listening ear there with what Dan just said, just add 10 years to his 2014 prediction about what's going to happen there, and we'll make it 2024. He said 2014. Just give me crap there, Dan. Ah! I did that. <laughs> he did that. So just, just let everyone know, add 10 years. And with that, just a reminder, all the resources and topics that we talked about today is available on the podcast website, pnpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. As always, we very much appreciate any kind of ratings, reviews, all positive, all up. If you do have complaints, uh, we'll make sure that Dan gets his email address and his cell number there, and you'd be happy to take and fill those complaints. And with that, we're rolling out. We'll see you all next time. Take care now. Take care. See you. Bye-bye.